from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that shines a light on the wins and losses of everyday history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at the cautionary tale of a man who threw an epic party in 17th century France and wound up paying for it for the rest of his life. The day was August 17, 1653. French finance minister Nicolas Fouquet hosted an ill-advised party at his new palatial estate. The event was supposedly meant to honor its most famous guest, the young king, Louis XIV. But it was really just a way for Fouquet to show off his fancy new digs, a sprawling estate about an hour southeast of Paris, known as Vaux-le-Vicomte. Fouquet was also hoping to score some face time with the king and maybe get himself promoted to prime minister. Unfortunately, his PR campaign didn't go as planned. Despite an elaborate fireworks show and the premiere of a brand new play by Molière, the party didn't boost Fouquet's standing with the king. In fact, just the opposite. Louis felt threatened by Fouquet's flagrant display of wealth and had him arrested on trumped-up charges just three weeks later. Born to wealthy parents in 1615, Nicolas Fouquet quickly ascended the ranks of the French court due to his intelligence and his loyalty to the royal family. His rapid rise was in keeping with his family's emblem, a squirrel, and its motto, Quo non ascendit, which means, what heights will he not scale? In 1653, when he was 38 years old, Fouquet landed his cushiest appointment yet when he was named Superintendent of Finances by Cardinal Mazarin the chief minister to King Louis XIV. By that time, Fouquet had expanded his already prodigious wealth by making a series of sound investments and by marrying into an equally well-off family. 
He had also put all that money to good use by starting construction on an extravagant chateau and grounds in the French countryside. It's not exactly clear how Fouquet obtained the land on which he built Vaux-le-Vicomte. Some historians think he inherited it in 1640 when his father died. Others think he purchased it outright, perhaps using his high standing at court to help secure the sale. In any event, once Fouquet had the land in his possession, he began the lengthy process of transforming it into the opulent estate of his dreams. He diverted a river to create canals, moats, and lakes, and is said to have leveled three villages to create its stunning ornamental gardens. The house itself, really more like a personal palace, was just as dazzling as the manicured grounds it sat upon. From its stone facade and stately dome to its gilded woodwork and luxurious imported furnishings, Vaux-le-Vicomte outshined every other estate in France, including the king's palace, as Versailles had not yet been built. To achieve this architectural marvel, Fouquet enlisted the help of the top designers of his era. He hired France's greatest architect, Louis Le Vaux, its greatest interior designer, Charles Le Brun, and its greatest gardener, André Le Nôtre. It took this dream team a full 20 years to complete the project, and when they finally finished in 1661, Fouquet decided to celebrate by throwing himself an over-the-top housewarming party. In hindsight, he probably should have known that his show of wealth would ruffle a few feathers. After all, the country had just experienced a series of civil uprisings known as the Fronde, and the restructured royal court was rife with political intrigue and backstabbing. Fouquet's friends warned him to keep an eye out for one enemy in particular, Jean-Baptiste Colbert. He was the personal secretary to Cardinal Mazarin and had ambitions to succeed Fouquet as finance minister. With that goal in mind, Colbert revealed a series of irregularities in Fouquet's accounts and accused him of embezzling government funds, even though, in reality, it was Mazarin who had led the shady dealings. Colbert took his findings to Louis XIV in hopes of tarnishing Fouquet's reputation, but the king chose not to act until more evidence had been gathered. Once again, Fouquet's friends at court tried to warn him that a plot was brewing, but he waved away their suspicions and proceeded with his party as planned. On the afternoon of August 17, 1661, 22-year-old King Louis was the first guest to arrive at the newly completed Vaux-le-Vicomte. Fouquet wanted to give him a private tour of the estate, including the special bedroom he had built there just for him, a home away from home for the king. Later that evening, the other guests arrived, somewhere between 3,000 and 6,000 in total. Each partygoer received a costly gift, a diamond brooch for the ladies and a thoroughbred horse for the men. For the evening's entertainment, Fouquet had called in a favor from the famous playwright Molière, the author penned a new comedy specifically for the occasion, and after dinner, the premiere performance was held in Fouquet's vast gardens. When the play concluded, guests were treated to a spectacular fireworks show above the estate. There was even a large mechanical whale that swam through a canal and shot off more fireworks. The party was a resounding success by every measure except one. King Louis didn't feel honored by the event. 
In fact, the whole celebration seemed to him like a provocative statement of Fouquet's own wealth and power, one designed to make the king look small by comparison. So as the evening's many spectacles unfolded all around him, Louis thought back to Colbert's accusations. He was already inclined to believe that Fouquet had stolen money from the royal treasury, and the excessive wealth on display that night seemed to confirm his suspicion. Many have since speculated that the king made his decision to imprison Fouquet right then and there at the party. Some even say that Louis wanted to arrest him that very night, but was ultimately talked down by his mother. Either way, Fouquet's fate was sealed by the end of the party. Or as the author Voltaire later put it, quote, On August 17th, at six in the evening, Fouquet was king of France. At two in the morning, he was nobody. Three weeks after the party, Fouquet was arrested by D'Artagnan, the captain of the king's musketeers. He was put on trial for embezzlement and treason, and after three grueling years in court, the former finance minister was found guilty on all counts. The judges voted to banish Fouquet from France, but in an unprecedented move, Louis XIV overruled their verdict. But he didn't soften the punishment, as you might expect. Instead, he worsened it by sentencing Fouquet to life imprisonment. It was the only time in French history that a monarch used their pardoning power to increase the severity of a punishment. It had been several years since that fateful night at Vaux-le-Vicomte, but the pain it had dealt to the king's ego had apparently lingered. Nicolas Fouquet never again saw the estate he loved so dearly. He spent the rest of his life in prison and died in his cell on March 23, 1680. But even if Fouquet had been allowed to return to his former home, he would have found it much emptier than he remembered it. That's because King Louis stripped the house of most of its furniture, tapestries, and statues shortly after Fouquet's arrest. He even dug up some of the trees in the garden and then replanted them at his own estates. Surprisingly, the king left the house itself intact, and it still stands today. Vaux-le-Vicomte has changed hands several times over the past few centuries, and though it remains under private ownership today, it's still open to the public for tours. As for Louis XIV, he may not have claimed the chateau as his own, but he definitely copied its Italian Baroque style. After Fouquet's conviction, Louis hired the same three designers who created the Vu and put them to work on his own long-term project, remodeling his father's modest hunting lodge into a grand palace at Versailles. The resulting landmark is certainly a work of art in its own right, but if you ask me, Fouquet did it better. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's episode, consider keeping up with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can get in touch directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Hi. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.